Yo, wasn't one of uh, Ariana's predictions about Cam Reddish? Yes, I was thinking about that, but I couldn't remember what it was. I don't Wait, remember what, what it was either. But it was definitely about Cam wow. Reddish. We had a we had a um. Is it that he was questioned? No, it was that he needed to like let Make his time come or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can Jackson? I feel like can I made a video that? about that. Do, can I you find that during remember. this recording? Do you mind? Yeah, let me shut out. <sighs> Did I make a video about that? Welcome to Spencer's, where we would never trade you for a Charlotte Hornets protected first round pick. I'm Haley, this is Jordan, and we want you to subscribe to our YouTube page. Yes, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcast, because thank you. Uh, what do you want to talk about first, Jordan? you want to talk about Cam, or do you want to talk about... I guess we should, it's breaking news. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, this is what the report says. The Atlanta Hawks are trading young wing... Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and a 2025 second-round draft pick via the Brooklyn Nets to the New York Knicks in exchange for a protected first-round pick from the Charlotte Hornets. So essentially, the Atlanta Hawks are trading Cam Reddish for a pick that will surely be nothing. <laughs> that's ex- that's exactly what's happening. I think the Knicks threw in uh, Kevin Knox, too. I think just as like a... Bogo oh, Kevin Knox is in this train? Yeah, I think the Knicks threw him in last minute. Oh, Just like, actually, here you go. Good. You can you can have him. He needed to go. He needed to be somewhere else. I don't know where he needs to be, but he needs to be somewhere else. Almost sort of similar for Cam Reddish, too. Because it felt like they Atlanta just has too much going on at the wing mm-hmm. to really give him any attention. Like one of their preseason uh, concerns from fans and since I think they've definitely had to be concerned about a lot more was that they had too much going on. Yep. Remember? And yeah, everyone was like worried that they had too much going on. How are they yep. going to handle all of this? They had Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, TLC, uh, and obviously Cam. And for someone who did improve so much this year in shooting, um, he just made strides in general stability which is a kind of weird thing to say because a lot of it is just because he had that weird Achilles thing going on last year like I don't even think he ever tore it he just had some kind of issue with it just like a lingering injury which sometimes can be worse than you know just like a, a an injury rehab and going through it but lingering and he didn't really feel like he got a rhythm that's what it seemed like he was like starting to get good and then he would be out for a couple games and then he'd come back but I, I feel like it was too crowded on Atlanta. He didn't really have his time to shine. And um, now he's going on the Knicks and he will never complain about playing time <laughs> ever again. Be like, I'm tired. Uh. <laughs> Please take me out. If you don't have players on the field with the right skills, you're going to have a tough time winning. The same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you're hiring MVPs. Go to Indeed.com slash spinsters to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com spin. No, but- that's true. And he's still going to be behind people. He's going to be behind uh, Fournier and uh, mm-hmm. RJ Barrett. But at least, yeah, you're right. Um, Thibodeau 
will use you or you will be reserved to like the very, very end of the rotation and he'll Kemba Walker you and say, actually, I don't I think know. this is working out. <laughs> it could um, go either way. <laughs> but the good news is for Cam, at least he's going to have a chance to do something before he hits restricted free agency um, yeah. from his rookie contract. So I think he's got the rest of this year and then the Knicks can decide, are we going to pick up um, – and try to resign him or not. And I think with the Hawks, they just weren't going to. So this is yeah. good because I, I'm sure that everyone in the situation was aware that the Hawks were going to try to go a different direction. Um, yep. Especially being a player, that's just not a good feeling. Yeah. And he gets to that. be um, reunited with RJ Barrett. So I'm sure that's that. Oh, yeah. They played at Duke. Yeah. So yeah. I think that'll probably just be a morale booster for him, too. Yeah, it'll be nice. Going anywhere else is nice. I was thinking about that today. It's really... Um, that's quite the path. You get to go to Atlanta. You're like, mm-hmm. what, 19? Well, he's 22 now, so I wonder how old he was when he was drafted in 2019. And then you get to be in Atlanta. You're mm-hmm. freshly 22. You get to play in New York. Like, this is great. Yeah. I, I would like to track down someone who's had the most fortunate, like, journeyman career. Like, you've had to go probably four or five places, but all of them are great. And, like, mm. fit the stage of your life you're interested in being there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to Miami after 26, it's not the same as going to Miami <laughs> when you're, like, 20. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, good for Cam Reddish. I think that this yeah. is uh, not going to, like, move mountains for the Knicks. But any time that they have another body who can do well for them, like you said, that's that's all Thibodeau's really looking for. Yep. He can bring... Um, shooting. He really did improve a lot this year in that department. Uh, yeah. So if you're looking for like a guaranteed ten points, he's your guy. That's great. Which sometimes the Knicks are. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and also like the Knicks, kind of. It's funny, like how definitively they seemed like this season was going, um, down the drain, and then recently, you know, just in a matter of like what ten games, things have flipped around <laughs> yeah yeah so, that's last good. night rj barrett had probably i want i don't want to say easy but a quiet 30 and i feel like nothing that rj barrett did before it just took so much effort and so much energy but he's he's on the up so now he's gonna get his friend and now they're gonna get to play together again and so yay I yeah like it's this great this i do too one. for the hawks it's interesting um because this means either you are you are getting this pick because it's you think the most you can get for him. And I I did see that they were shopping him around like um, late last week. Mm-hmm. So maybe they talked to a couple places, one of them being the Lakers, which would have been interesting. Um, but either you are like, okay, we know we're not going to resign him. Let's just make sure we trade him now and try to get something back in return. So it's like an ultimatum type thing. Or it's mm-hmm. something where the Hawks are – thinking, wow, we really need to make a change. What can we get that they then in return we can flip out? Um, And then the third option is that the Hawks are like, maybe we are just still going to continue to look toward the future, um, which is a little alarming at this point. But um, (laughs) yeah, because you everyone knows you should lean on a protected first round pick from Charlotte Hornets this year when they are doing actually well for once. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what the Hawks do. If this is the only thing that they do before the February 10th trade deadline, then that is bad. <laughs> That's really Agreed. bad. It seems like they're getting ahead of the curve and they're like, we're going to start our homework early. And this was the start of it. So, yeah, I, no, I, I also think about the I was listening to you read Woj's tweet. And doesn't he say a young Cam Reddish? And I feel like if you're a Hawks fan, you're like, like Trey Young because of how it's worded. I don't know. That was just my thought because I'm like, if why did he choose that word out of all the words? I think okay, I took this from it. a I think I took this from like the AP or something. Okay, um, so that was but, just poorly worded by them. Yeah. Trey Young's last name is interesting because I it's one of those things that like is temporarily going to be a great nickname, you know, can lead to so much that's fun. But you're right. There's like the miss like a little mm. skim and all of a sudden you're panicking. Yeah. You're, cold, you're in a cold brew panic. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right. You guys like to hear what uh, what Ariana's tarot oh, prediction yeah. was for him. I mean, we can have we can drop in the actual audio. So you don't let that mean like reciting it. But so you guys can react to it. Mm-hmm. She drew Ace of Cups and said this is a positive sign because it's an ace and that this season is going to be a gift for Cam Reddish, even if he doesn't know it yet. Whoa. Can oh we cut that gosh. out? Can you cut that out, Jackson? Pretty sweet. Yes, I can. Oh, wow. <laughs> let's just That's keep so that. Good. Let's keep that. Um, let's. Harry's. <laughs> Can we just keep that in instead of us explaining what she just said? Oh, shit. That's so crazy. Wow. That's crazy. She's she so knows. Good. Yeah, yeah, she knows. That's like last year when the when Chris Paul got his nose bloodied. She had already predicted that. Yeah. Or Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. But then something happened with Chris Paul, too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. But it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so good. She's so good. I love that. Good for Cam. We saw it in the future. It was in the cards. While we're on like Trey Young and um, Cam Reddish and, you know, young players, um, something that you and I've been talking about, which I think could be interesting to talk about here, is in light of Jaws year, year and a half, two years, like just steady climb to mm-hmm. the Sports Center top 10 like every day and the one thing that you need to see on Twitter and – just the Grizzlies actually winning and being quite good mm-hmm. is the question of having him in this conversation that we have most uh, young players in, which is like, would you rather have this player or this player? Yeah. And when it's someone like Trey or Luca that we've exhausted it to no ends, I think. And a lot of times it's like, well, let's just let them see what they can do. And it's probably a, a team fit thing. But um I think we should go through this with like, would you rather have Jaw or this player? Yeah, let's do it. We can start with Trey. I think I would still rather have Jaw. I'm also like, I might pick Jaw over everyone on this list <laughs> that we go through, but I, I, I think Jaw is just more versatile. I don't know if mm. if that's too much of a slight to Trey Young, but. I think he he just brings a little bit more. And it's it's in the context too we're thinking like over the next 5 years or over over their career or how what's the the splice that we're thinking about. I feel like if you're going to in that situation if it's more you're going to have to determine is Jaws 
athleticism and what he's able to do and channel through it more yeah. than Trey's uh, skill set and how he's able to uh, mitigate not having like that much athleticism. Yeah. The interesting yeah. one for me was Jason Tatum. Yes. Because one of them is going like this. The chart emoji is up. And the other one, the chart emoji is down. <laughs> And I feel bad for Jason Tatum because this is not necessarily um, or even a little bit his fault. You know, he's just in a bad situation. But this does happen sometimes with young players. You just they kind of get into a rut and all of a sudden we're reevaluating what we think about their future. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll ask you, I have more thoughts on this one, but would you rather have Jaw or Jay? Jaw or Jay? Um, I I really like Jason Tatum. He is mm-hmm. so sad right now. I feel like he's just like dropping 40 and just crying because it's just not enough. Um but I I might go Jason Tatum here actually. For the long for the long run just because of going off of how um reliable in the sense of not only down the stretch, but just day in, day out. He's just been really, really consistent. Ja, I feel like he's been doing the same thing. But Jason Tatum from all areas of the floor is why I'm going to go with with Tatum here. Well, but right. He's like able he to do it. more from more areas. I yeah. it, it sounds like a slight to John Murray, what I'm about to say, but it's really not. But I think that this is like no question. When we first talked about it, I I sat and thought and I was like, oh, maybe it's. Maybe I would take John Morant, but no, there's really no question that I would take Jason Tatum mm-hmm. um, because when you are comparing players and one or both of them is called exciting, like in yeah. any form, I think the way to figure out who would benefit you more, and obviously we're starting from scratch here. We're not like fitting them into a specific team or position to strip that adjective of exciting and ask yourself what it really means what the root of it is for jaw it's that he is hyper athletic mm-hmm. and eager and he's able to translate that into really fantastic things and to be um a great playmaker and also to set himself up with tatum it's skill first it's scoring um and his ability to do everything he's a two-way player uh he's a shooting wing he can drive inside Mm-hmm. Both fuel the other. Like, you know, both of them are athletic. I'm not saying Jason Tames is not athletic. Um, but I'll always lean on skill and defensive discipline over athleticism because my Capricorn moon is a killjoy. But seriously, when you think about it, like having a two-way wing who can <coughs> fill the different positions we've slotted him into in our minds in the future... Yeah. You know, and through all the iterations of the Celtics, the things we said, well, at least he could fit that position. At least he could fill this hole while this person's yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Um, over a a super athletic, super promising, super entertaining guard. Yeah, 100%. I'm always taking that. With poor defense, that's the other thing. Like, Jaw does not, he does not play defense well. Um, and for young players, if you're going to pick between the two, I do think that matters. It's not even necessarily the thing of like whose game is going to age better. That's not what I'm considering right now because five extremely strong years can matter more than eight, you know, pretty good years mm-hmm. um, on the right team. But yeah, I'm I'm going Jason Tatum. I don't really think it's a contest. I you think know what? It's, 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to I was going to ask you another one that is like on my mind. But what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, if it came down to who would you rather see in an all star game or if they were like fighting for a spot? I want Ja there just because I think it'd be more exciting. Oh, 100%. If it's like, who do I want to who do I want to go to the bar with? It's Ja. No offense. Who's like, they both have kids. Who do I want to be in the PTA with? John Morant. 100%. Definitely. Did you see him stare down those kids? Oh my God. Wait. <laughs> my favorite was Doris Burke retelling it and being like, yes, you got to teach those kids a lesson early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Now they're giving away jerseys. If you're a kid and you come to the arena with another team's jersey you can swap it for jaws jersey like memphis is doing a, a what do you think the, the age limit is on that something like <laughs> that because right? i've got like a serious baby face like it is not oh yeah People i've looked like this my then. whole life mm-hmm. i can swap a jersey oh a if, only, if it wasn't for my massive height <laughs> i'd probably be able to do it um wait wait my dad really thought you were six three <laughs> i'm six four first of all six four sorry he saw a picture of us when we were in Vegas. He was like, wait, I thought Haley was 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> just had to put that in oh, there. I am. Tell him to Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was on stilts. Um, all right. Who else? Well, I think the other ones for me would be the the... Would you rather have Ja or this guy or this young spectacular guy? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Luca is one that you brought up because I had forgot all about him. I think in my mind, I think he's way older. Like, he's still 22. I know. Um, but because of his professional experience before and maybe just the way that we've uh, talked about him. And even just, I think, it is kind of a mental trick, like, watching him play because he does very much play like a 26-year-old already. Yeah. Um, Lamelo and and uh, Mobley, which is the most interesting question to me. But what about Luca? I think I know the answer. I hope I know the answer. Oh, gosh. Otherwise- I don't even know the answer yet. I I think I'm going I think I'm going jaw here. That might be that might be a hot take. I what? Know, I know. I know. <laughs> I think I'm going jaw here only because of what you said. Like he's already playing the old man game already. And I think it's actually going to just not be as as exciting anymore like you Mm. said you kind of forgot about Luca and we aren't really talking about him this year just we as in like the media I feel like we're not really talking about him anymore so it was a little exciting when it was like whoa he's only 20 doing this and now you're like oh he's 22 and we we know what he's gonna do Ja you still don't know what you're gonna get he can still grow right I feel like you do have a point though because um I think what we tend to do is I hear someone's 22 or 23 or 19 or whatever. And what we do is we take that age and we count backwards. And in our mind, we're like, wow, we have the, we have this many years for them to mm-hmm. become this like projected image of whatever we want them to be on our championship team um, in their head. And with Luca, because he started past the starting line of most rookies, right? He yeah. like had a um, lap advantage. I think it it also almost felt like, there's no way he doesn't become um, the absolute – he doesn't reach his absolute potential. However, 
Uh, I do think you have a point that he settled in a little bit because the image of what Luca needs to be um, compared to where he started at, maybe there's a smaller distance for him to reach than someone like Giannis when he first um, came into the league or when we first had an awareness of him, you know, yeah. like in the draft, watching those grainy videos, like that's everyone's favorite story, to where he is now. Giannis's story is he got better every single year. Yes. I rem- like I remember that distinctly being amazed every single year he added something to his game or if he didn't add something explicitly it was that something went from being introduced to being fine-tuned. With Luca I don't know that he has that same discipline. Mm. I really don't and it's not I mean, there's obviously the whole I have problem with his attitude when he's like, you know, in the game with refs and whatever. But that doesn't that's not a mark of you trying hard. But there is a certain number of things that I thought would have maybe improved by now. Or there's also been small kind of tells that have suggested maybe improvement isn't as close as I thought in certain areas like uh, him showing up to training camp um, wildly out of shape. Mm-hmm. was one of them um but it's still the same problems remain um he doesn't bring the same interest to defense you know there's just like a basic interest you at least have to have even if you're not maybe known as um the most athletic guy on the court yeah you know just take defense seriously um as seriously as you take offense i'm not saying that he's like the worst person out there but that you know going along with that he hasn't gotten physically any stronger or any more defined. Um, And although he's found amazing ways to use that and maneuver around that to become this offensive genius that he is, um, you still need it for other aspects of the game. One of them is he does the rust special a lot. When he doesn't have the ball, he's standing. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's a little bit like they all go together and the center line is effort. Um, there's there's other ones like, you know, like the turnover high rate. Yeah, I think that that's something you can forgive as long as you've got somebody who is holding the ball that much. And you'll mm-hmm. see it in certain systems too. Like uh, look at any Warriors guard. Because of what the Warriors run, because of it's, you know, fast and they want to pass a lot, you're pr- more prone to turnovers. So I'm going to forgive that with Luca and not say that him not improving there is like wildly upsetting. Um, but there are a number of things that I, yeah, I'm surprised that they have not gotten noticeably better at this point, I guess is what I'll say. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're totally off. I'd still take him 50 times out of 50, 49 times out of 50 times against Shaw. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Which maybe might be a mistake. Um, <laughs> and with Mobley, I this is the interesting one to me. Lamelo is Ooh, also yeah. interesting, but I, yeah. Well, Lamelo is also interesting. Maybe, maybe that because positionally Mobley. that. Well, it's hard to even like see what Mobley's going to be for a team because right now he's just a bit of everything for the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Like he's seven foot. And he's squatting like Megan the Stallion on the three <laughs> to guard, to, like to guard three point shooters, to guard guards. It's just nuts. And then he's, it's a little bit weird to watch him. Like I have a out of body experience sometimes. Sounds so hyperbolic, but I'll explain what I mean. Like he, maybe they'll be showing a replay, right? And I'm only, mm-hmm. I only see the replay. And it's, 
the camera zoomed in to him and he's hitting like a jumper right from the baseline. And then the camera zooms out and he's running back. And all of a sudden, like this guy who just shot a totally normal shot and stroke for like a guard to have is like this tall and is running <laughs> back like heads above the rest of them. So it's just, it's a little bit weird. I'm still like trying to get used to watching him um, yeah. in the best way. But, you know, because he, he does look so natural. And then... um and he seems to have a really good grasp on the game already, too. I think he's, like, stellar. I yeah. cannot wait to keep watching him. I, I at this point, would rather have Jaw, though. Oh, think, now yeah. and now we are opposite on this one. I think, I don't know if it's just, like, pick the young, the younger person here, but... Yeah, I you're just, just always trying to get on something new. I know, right? <laughs> I'm about I, to warn um, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I really, I think I'm so surprised at how much like he is pro ready. Like this, he does not seem like a rookie at all to me. And um, even when he was playing at USC, just you know, last season, I'm like, oh, he's going to make waves in the NBA immediately and I love how he comes to this Cavs team and they are better automatically because of him and what he's doing on all areas of the court on the defensive side um he's I believe he's leading the team in blocks and on the offensive which on a team with Jared Allen on a team with Jared Allen on a team with like 10 other seven footers like he is still heads above everyone else um, and I think he's also just like this great example of where post player, like how post players have evolved over time, how he can shoot from the outside, how he's playing defense, how he can has really amazing finishes um, around the basket, too. So I just have a great basketball crush on Evan Mobley. So I'm going to I'm going to pick him over. Jaw. Yeah, it's he's exciting. It's, it's exciting for the Cavs, too. Definitely. A nice trend recently has been these teams getting like one or two players that kind of just fit with the rest of the players they have after they bombed their team apart. Yes. Um, and all of a sudden it turns into something yes. like LaMelo <laughs> and Charlotte, um, who obviously have like added more since they've got Gordon Hayward and everything. But uh, yeah, LaMelo, I think is the most interesting one at this point in time. I would take LaMelo. It sounds like I really don't like Jaw. I actually love Jaw. I think he's fantastic. I think that people don't love him enough. But uh, yeah, I would 100% um, take Lamelo. He it's just a it's just a more spread yeah. around set of skills. Um, yeah. And if I'm putting, I think Lamelo you could put in really any situation, um, and he'd make the entire team better. Yes, yes, I agree with that actually. And I think it's it's tough. This one's an interesting one because the exciting factor is still there. Like, I really love watching not only the Hornets, but LaMelo specifically. You don't know what he's going to do. Something crazy in the game. He's like much must watch TV. Um, but I think that com- kind of comes down to the height. Um, he can just see more. He can shoot over people. And he can finish around the rim and his passing. So I, I agree with you there. I'm I think the passing is like the, the biggest thing, yeah, for yeah. me. Um, I want to talk about a tweet that I sent you um, asking about the one rule change in sports that you think would actually work, even if it's ridiculous. Um, so we'll talk about that when we come back. 
If you don't have players on the field with the right skills, whether it's breakaway speed or elite playmaking ability, you're going to have a tough time winning. The same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you're hiring MVPs. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements, or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Go to Indeed.com slash spinsters to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner has a product I use every morning first thing when I wake up or when my dog wakes me up. It's Athletic Greens, which is essentially a bunch of supplements and probiotics and words that sound made up, they're so healthy, like adaptogens, all mixed into one green scoop, which I can mix into water in the morning and carry around with me as I start the day. I started using Athletic Greens because I'm lazy. This is a wonderful endorsement so far, and I didn't want to take a bunch of vitamins in the morning. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash spin. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash spin to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so this is the tweet. Hold on. I'm literally have to scroll scroll through like 50 of our wordles. <laughs> Harry, I noticed you aren't participating in those, and I think that's a very interesting choice. They're so fun. I like oh, it's a good team building. I've not done a wordle. I'll oh, get in. I'll so get in. Fun. Okay. Um, I am, you know, as you guys well know, the the worst speller I uh, that I know. So <laughs> this is certainly not. Um, oh yeah, this is. Aw, that's true. But <laughs> no, no, like but that's not why. Words, I'm, I'm, so. I'm, I'm, no, I'm ready. I, I I know, you know, thousands of five letter words. Um. Do you want to, before we go back, do you want to talk about um, Kyrie? Because I know you want to talk about this, and I feel like I could go, I, this might take me away, a ways away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Kyrie. I was thinking about Real it last quick. night. It was one of those nights where I, like, would think about something. I wake up and I put in my notes app, so I have, like, a bunch of notes app thoughts. Okay, so basically what's happening with Kyrie is we got an update saying that it's a possibility that he might become a full-time player again if the nets are willing to play pay a small fine that maxes out wait how does it go it's like the first offense is a fine of one thousand dollars second two thousand dollars and then it maxes out at five thousand dollars and i believe you said that it's pretty much going to be a hundred thousand dollars for him to play which doesn't seem like anything and they will definitely pay that Okay, so I just did the math. They have 20 home games remaining. Uh, so then if you take away the first offense, $1,000, that's one game. The second offense, $2,000. And add on $5,000 
per each 18 remaining games in the regular season. That is $93,000. And then for the postseason, if if every series they play in goes seven games and if they go all the way, there's a potential 16 added games and that would be an additional $80,000 because they are all coming at the $5,000 stake. So that, yes, is a lot of money. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, But it's not even, it's not even a rookie contract. So it's like, it's not actually a lot of money. It's a lot of money to What percentage of of Kyrie's contract that is? That's 173 total. So I can go on and look at his contract. It's 0.5% of Kyrie's contract. Oh, thank you. Wow. 0.5% of his contract, which is like, yeah. So obviously it makes sense as a business as a as a business um, decision, <laughs> it makes sense as yeah. a business decision. But uh, because if you have to take a tiny bit of a hit that you are allowed to get, I mean, it's like if Kyrie said, "I want to be paid one hundred seventy three thousand over the max." They can't do it, but they can do something like this. So it's not a matter of money or financial means. At first, it seemed like it was a matter of principle. Them saying, hey, you're not, we're not going to let you play at all. Right. Um, now that money's involved, they're like, yeah, well, scrap that. <laughs> I think it's honestly, I think that it has to be Kevin Durant. There's no doubt in my mind. He's playing so much. It's, it's really mm-hmm. worrisome for a guy who literally um, has come back from the one of the toughest injuries you can come back from as a basketball player. He's playing too much. Um, the same concern extends to James Harden. Um, mm-hmm. And will continue to, and yeah, they just need help. So, I I think you have to take a step at the step back and see what the consequences might be of your actual good principles of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you're not in this. If you're a billionaire owner, if you're a you know sports franchise, you're not in it for ethics. You you're let's not. Let's not pretend that this is the first time that things matter to you. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, you're essentially if if something goes wrong and Katie gets hurt and he's overworked or or is just upset and doesn't like that they held Kyrie out. Um, same same stipulations could be applied to Harden. Then all of a sudden, for one hundred seventy three thousand dollars, you have just lost three superstars and the biggest investment you've ever made in a basketball team. So, yeah. Yeah. I, of course, they're going to go back on their morals. I've heard conspiracy theories from um, our former boss, one that say um, that they're just letting Kyrie play just so they can chop him because you can't chop him um, while he's on the bench. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't buy that one. I I think that that's thinking really far ahead for a team that is is living by the minutes game to game, not in a way where it's <laughs> yeah. like they're not winning, but it's just like if you watch one of their games, they are holding on like energy energy wise um, by a straw. So this, I think, makes sense. This makes sense to me. And when I say that, I hope you guys know I'm not saying that this makes sense to me. Throw all your morals away. I'm saying right. there are no morals in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Um, so for a team to go back on them and pretend like they're not going to pay the fine, if you're going to let him play half the time, why wouldn't you just let him play in New York? It doesn't make any sense. It's just like, why? And 
at this point, too, we've seen how good they are all together. So I can see as an owner, you're like, oh, wow, we're actually playing really well when three of our superstars that we paid a lot of money for are playing well. So we just have to throw some pocket change at this and he gets to play full time. Yes. I think this there's is, no doubt in their mind. This 60 years from now, this is going to be like a in two books about the history of the Nets and the history of the NBA. And you're going to have to scour them. And then somebody's going to write a blog, except the blog is going to be in crypto and it automatically goes into our braids. We won't even read anymore. And it's going to be like a footnote of, did you know that originally the Nets blocked Kyrie from playing? And by that point, people will be like, well, yeah, no, I didn't. Basketball doesn't exist. The world's burning. <laughs> But anyway, I just this doesn't surprise me at all. And that's so little money. Like that's yeah, it's a percentage of a percentage of his contract. So yeah, it just makes sense to me. It definitely does. I mean, there are other fines that have been worth way more money. As you know, um, Mark Cuban has just been fined for just talking to a ref for like six hundred thousand dollars. So and he paid that without <laughs> batting an eye. So that was nothing. Wait, also, wait when which, I found- which which year was that? That one was, I found this on, what is this, fan buzz of all the top fines that have acquired, that people have paid. Um, oh, for telling players to tank. That was in 2018. He, Mark right. Cuban got fined $600,000. I remember that. He was like, we're one. going to, yeah. And then he, but the the weird thing is he told on himself. Yes, he, he got fined because he told like a radio station or something that he told the players to tank. He was As like, he was I was saying I that told he was them, writing the check. <laughs> he was fine. <laughs> that man thinks he's invincible and it scares me. <laughs> he scares it, me. It was in 2002 that he got fined for criticizing the officials. 500,000. That was 2002. That was his second year as an owner. And he, um, well, no, never mind. Because he got multiple fines that year. I think mm-hmm. he got three fines his first two years. And one of them I think this is the one you're talking about because this was like very audacious. He made the arena replay the play in question that the refs had called a foul on on the Jumbotron. Like he oh told God. the people running the arena ops to put it back on there. And the NBA was like, this is the most disrespectful thing we've ever seen. <laughs> I think that's the one you're talking about because they find him a lot for it. But he also had multiple incidents with the refs um then and and throughout it's definitely stay constant definitely stay constant yeah what are other ones oh here's one that i love um this creative player for the lakers in 2007 (laughs) vlad (laughs) vlad ronmanovich he got fined five hundred thousand dollars for snowboarding in the off season yep i remember that yeah endangering himself yes yep that was kind of a breach of contract but it was still more money after he was injured than what the Nets are willing to pay for. Yeah. For Kyrie. Um, some of the other ones are bad. Like, okay, Donald Sterling. Yeah. 2.5 million. That wasn't enough for the racist <laughs> comments that you said. Not enough. Um, and the Timberwolves in 2000 for signing a secret agreement. 3.5 million. Yeah. That's the most expensive fine. That was so crazy. I wish there should be more under the table stuff, but we can get to that a different day. But <laughs> let's not, you know what I mean? Let's not yeah. pretend who we're not, who we're not. Um, <laughs> Talk about morals. Okay, so I'd be very surprised if they just don't end up doing that. I think we're both agreeing on that, right? Yes. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, now I'm going to get to my tweet. Um, so Mina, the Angel Kimes, tweeted, what's your goofiest sports take that you kind of actually believe? Mine is, if the Bills want to truly get the most out of Josh Allen, they got to build a dome, which is very funny. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Keep that man warm, 100%. Um <laughs> And then there were so many good ones that were replied to it. So many. I have one. I don't know if you have one, but my favorite one was by Joe Lindell, who is family, friends, birds, fundraising, Timberwolves, twins, books, music, and more. Black Lives Matter. Cool. Thank you, Joe. Um, that's his bio. Just a little bit about Joe. Joe said, home team should determine the three-point line's position like fences in a baseball stadium, making each arena unique and playing to their team's strength. This is I the love best that. idea I've ever heard. This would be so <laughs> fun. Mine is like similar, but not even close in terms of just like how actual good it was. My my longstanding, um, how do we speed the game, game up and also like kind of shake up the things we've just all fallen into habit doing is the last five minutes of a basketball game, regardless of score, fouls become points awarded automatically. Ooh, so could get very contentious. Yeah, and the refs, the higher stakes definitely apply to them, and they'd have to probably like get bodyguards. There you go. That's mm-hmm. a great. That's great. But that's that's kind of how it is in um FIBA three x three. Like you get penalized if after a certain number of fouls, though not not with time, but instead of like you know double bonus, you start automatically giving points, and you start um. You they don't get have more to chances shoot. at free throws. Yeah, it start it go, it's a system that you go through, but it's a penal you get penalized the more you keep fouling. And I think that's how it should go. Yeah. Especially for take fouls. That's my my hot take. Exactly. Get yes. rid Me and of FIBA. the take foul. I hate um, that. with the three-point line though, this I think is the question. Well, there's there's three questions, right? Who's moving it back? Mhm. Who's standing pat? Who's moving it up? Mm. this okay harry my first my gut instinct and i think everybody's gut instinct would be if one team could take advantage of moving it back it would either have to be the best three-point shooting team one with the strongest players who we are confident could regularly hit those shots from far out or adjust quickly or it'd have to be such a bad three-point shooting team that they moved it almost so it doesn't matter right it's like the half-court line to eliminate the three from the game I, I almost think, think the latter would work better. Um, but anyway, if I was my first instinct on who moves it back for to still shoot three pointers with the advantage of still taking um taking them. Yeah, it would be the Warriors, right? Yeah. What do you think, Harry? Um, I do yes, I do think it would be the Warriors. Or I guess the Hawks gotta uh, be an option too. Yeah, or I was. Yeah, I, I was don't think the were, hops are as much as I've really thought about this, but sorry. Trey shoots it the best percentage from deep in the entire NBA. Trey himself, only Trey one him, man. Though. Yeah, I think that's where you're. Where you're like, okay, Trey, we're not shooting any any and threes. It's all up volume. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking those those Houston teams like from 2017, 18, 19 would be would be a good like deep deep three threat but here i have a question are you allowed to change it year to year because i think it would be cool you know like baseball fields if it's locked in for a period of time so it has Mm. to because you know if you could change it year to year 
then it would start to be the strategy thing. But if you year to have year. to lock it in for 10 years, then it's like a culture thing. Year to year, Ooh, not game to yeah. game. Because originally I was thinking, oh, it was a game to game. But then you would have to, that's too many elements, right? You yeah, need, we yeah. need some fixed elements in this experiment. I think you change it. You can change it every year as you can change your court every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I okay, so I think teams like who figured out the three and have figured out defending it. Um, the Bucks standing. I have a question There's a about lot of this teams. hypothetical. Yeah, is there a limit to how close you can move it? Because like, what if you just moved it like where the restricted area? Is? No, like, I thought every about shot this. you take is like your three point percentage. Your team's gonna break all the records with three point percentage and made no, three. No, it would be, be. I would say it would be like high school three would okay, be. Okay, that's as close as, as you can get. That as close. That's what I have in my mind. That's not that's where not my brain what you're took thinking? it. No, wow. that's not where my brain took it. But okay. I will explain. I will explain because I was thinking, okay, if every team, because if you like all together, if you can move it back so far that it basically eliminates the three for certain teams like the Trailblazers who have always been, except with the exception of like three months over the course of the last six years, really bad perimeter defenders, but also love to shoot, you know, have very, you know, shoot happy guards who often can produce and cycle in guys all the time who like to shoot these wings, this long haul of wings that they've had over the last couple of years. You'd want that as close as possible because your whole game is to rack up points. And if you're going to be such bad defenders, this is the most production you want. So that's that's when I was thinking about the Blazers. I was like, move it all the way in. Move it to the restricted area. Another another thought I had when he said this was like, do you what if you could move the restricted area? And then I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever. I literally was, no. th- I was thinking about it for like three minutes and maybe like 24 seconds and i was like this is actually so stupid because the restricted area is there for a reason that like, actually can you imagine has a it being any yeah. yeah there's no purpose anywhere else but um circle. can you imagine like just getting a violation uh, that would change hmm. things How? I, I also actually kind of like moving the restricted area because it would basically eliminate charges which charges are annoying as fuck no, I like Chargers. I'm a Charger girl. Um, also, like, can you imagine if you just put it in the corner and like poor Kevin Love is just standing in the corner and he doesn't know, and so then they call him on a violation? Like, yeah. that's, just... <laughs> that's what I think of the key. If you make the key bigger, that's only for defensive three seconds and and three seconds violations. I, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know if I'm. I know because that can would you, stop the game more. If you dr- okay, so let's say that you. Uh, well, maybe he's on to something, though. Because then you have to have constant movement in a larger space. There aren't... There really no. aren't any many... There, there are not that many teams that stand around anymore in 2022. That's just really not how offenses work anymore. Yeah. Um, I, You know what's really interesting is how all of these things... What I was thinking about is how... How do the Lakers benefit from anything? <laughs> Right, I went through every scenario. I went through mine with the fouls. I went through this one. Do you move the three-point line all the way back? Do you just move it a little bit back? Do you move it in halfway? Um, And I'm not kidding. How we benefit is like you just take the defender off of Russ and you everyone just goes like, please make it. You can do it. And everyone's just shouting encouragements at him as he shoots the ball. That's what that's the only way you can it's gotten us. to. Su- I mean, I was I genuinely wasn't going to bring it up. I don't. We don't oh, really? To. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, really? After we lost to the Kings, you weren't going to bring it up. Haley? It wasn't because I was like, this is too far. I was like mean. <laughs> at this point, that's rude. 
Um, did you guys see that uh, the Kings Arena, they have like an ice cold player of the game and they made it Russ? Yeah. And it's like usually. <laughs> I hate Sacramento so much. <laughs> your birthplace, your place of birth. My parents are at that game. And my dad said the the worst thing before they decided to go to that game. He's like, you know, they've been playing. The Lakers have been playing okay. I, I think we're I think we're gonna go. I'm like, <clears throat> oh no. Well, that was just a waste of your money because it was atrocious, <laughs> and <laughs> that was not the player of the game Russell Westbrook wanted. Not the ice cold player. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls do not watch the Lakers <laughs> live or on replay. <laughs> For their own for their own health. For their own health. Oh my god. Alright, well, um, do you guys wanna wrap it there? Yeah, that's good. I think that could just be an ongoing topic because I feel like we're gonna as we're watching more games, we're gonna think of more things that we could that we could change. But mm-hmm. send us what you would like to change about the game on our voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Hey, this is producer Harry here. After we finished the episode, we kept talking about the uh, all the potential rule changes for like another 30 minutes and... Um, nobody turned their their mics off so uh, when we were done we decided oh why don't we just throw this on to the uh end of the episode so here is about 30 minutes of bonus spinsters content Woo! all right um that dude that rule change shit is hilarious so Uh, funny i was reading through those and i was dying there's a lot of the most basic one that I already that I subscribe to the most that I would like I'd give three years off my life for it is if the NBA had relegation like literally but I feel like I've just talked about this so much I didn't I didn't bring it up but that is like that's my passion project to (laughs) me that kills multiple things right if we can find a way to do it like Europe but not at all like Europe Mm -hmm. right well, okay, so there were two ideas that were kind of European. Because they don't, they they messed up in the beginning where like the money is so bad and lopsided that it will never truly be fair, but teams do occasionally slip through. So NBA, you allow relegation, right? You incorporate the D-League teams as real franchises by taking away some of the assets from the top. This is like, this is the thing. This is like also very in a way communist and so i as i'm realizing this i was like i could fix the sport and the country you You're know like, what i we mean should do this with everything <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now everything and anyway we need to have another level below it and then we're set right i need every d-league team to have a d-league team and i need the d-league teams to apply to every team so like phoenix and portland have to get one okay the other idea that was very European was putting football, having like 80 plus football leagues. This is Bill Barnwell sent this 80 plus football leagues um, in the U.S. similar to how Europe does it. If you think about it, we have the size, we have the players, we have the interests, we have the infrastructure, right? We do. I mean, Texas high school football, are, you know, stadiums are like as good as fucking D2. Anyway, 
maybe D1. I just wasn't confident going into that because I didn't know where it was ending. Um, but now I'm ready to say some D1. That would be so good and cool. My only hesitation with that is that I just don't feel like I want to encourage the future of football because of brain injuries. Like, I just don't. You know, it's just like it feels a little bit like I, I can't co-sign that one as hard. But having that kind of environment would be amazing. Now, would that work with basketball? No, because Ooh. there's too many basketball games. You have to pick something that is weekly at the very most bi-weekly for that to be sustainable. Otherwise, that's too much. That's way too much. Way too so many games. anyway, it could be just soccer, right? Like it could be just soccer. You know what else could benefit from this though is baseball. We hear about all these independent baseball teams that like used to be I was just telling you guys about this. It used to be the minor league team, and then it sectioned itself off, and now it's like more like Globetrotters. We're just here for entertainment. The fucking pickle, Dick Pickle guy. You know, think about it. They could all, all of these these uh, teams could be in leagues that run alongside each other, and you set you split off MLB the two. What are they called, Jackson? Conference? Are you like conferences? Uh, yeah, the uh, leagues, American League and National League. Boom, they're already called separate leagues. Split them off, right? <laughs> they're their own. It's like one of them's Spanish League, one of them's La Liga, one of them's Bundesliga, and then you have more of them, right? That kind of culture, look, if there's if people are not into baseball right now or it's dwindling, give them more baseball. We're so stupid. We just like what comes at us. You know what I mean? So Anyway, I really I loved those ideas. I thought you're those like were so three fun. minutes I away from this being a bonus days. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we like we like did a, a group post about this at the ringer like years ago, and I like wrote a thing for it. And my take is that like there's two hockey rules that I think could be applied to basketball in a super fun strategy way. What One are, are live subs, like line changes in hockey, where like instead of like subbing at a timeout, you can live sub. And the second is once a game. Each coach, it has Hold to be on, at a, sorry. At a you can live sub, play. so you can you can one player runs like off. Like you can just at the, the same w- time, like in, in a fast break or something. Like sports, just the like WNBA sports did that. that. Oh, WNBA did that in the in the All Star game. Oh, yeah, hockey. Years okay, hockey does hockey it. So does it currently. Yeah, bas- yeah. I was like, hockey does that, but I I'm apply not the rule to that. basketball. And the other hockey rule I think you should apply to basketball is each coach once a game at a stoppage of play can call a power play where the other team has to play with four players for like one minute or two minutes. And so that way the, the, the other coach could be like, okay, I only going to call my power play as a defensive measure when the other team does. So we play four on four for two minutes or you use it like proactively. It'd be this crazy like mind game strategy thing between the two coaches. Like, do you use it in the last two minutes? Do you save it? Like, when do you save it? Like, I think it'd be fucking nuts. That would single-handedly would keep crazy. Popovich in the game for like five yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. I was, thinking about, I was trying to think about yeah. who would be the best at that. And literally, not just oh, because yeah. of, you know, the years and the what we've made his name into, um, you know, as a super smart coach. But like, no, he would love that. He loves mind games. That's why it'd he's such crazy. a good like, coach. Like, if the other team goes on like a 10-0 run, you're like, okay, power play. Our team's going to go 5-4 Nick right now. Nick Nurse would also be so good at that. It'd be so cool. <laughs> And do you get to like pick? The do you get to pick what player is removed? Ooh, no, I don't think you can do that because like you have to allow subs to happen. But you just have to say for two minutes, the other team has four players. Is oh. it like hockey in that? I don't know. Once, that. That's a good question. I never think about once that. a basket gets scored, does it end? Like that's what, in hockey. That's no. What. Oh, good. yeah, that is how it is in hockey. There's way fewer mm. goals than right. But uh, yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be fun either question. way. Like I thought it was. Just, I thought it was just a time. Period yeah, time. yeah. No, I like one that. minute, two minutes, whatever. You get to invoke the power play. 
That is a good one. I, I like, like that. that. With the hockey, how many um how many players are on the the five? I was like, it's a little bit different. Court, floor, field. Sorry, what did you say? It's five hockey players plus a goalie, so it's pretty similar to basketball in that sense. Yeah, that is. I was I was wondering. I wasn't sure if I was like. You can turn your camera off and then on it'll work. All right. <laughs> but it's so fun stretching around. Right, right, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fair. No, that's a really interesting one. I think I wrote. I think I wrote for that um, article too, that group yeah. post too. And I, what I think I said, relegation, because I've been on this forever. Yeah, it, it would be so <laughs> fun. Like you guys have no idea. Because even if you're just the most casual soccer fan, and you pick two teams, like you pick a team that's close to relegation, you pick a team that's super close to making it in. It's we call ourselves the land of opportunity. That's fucking opportunity. That's nuts. You are then going into a professional sports premier league. You know what I mean? Like, and you did it together as a team. Like, they have all these sports stories we can't have. It's like the people who are doing Marvel should pivot to sports movies, make this happen. Big Marvel the NBA should fund Cinematic this. Universe. Yes, yeah, so then they have all these new sports inspirational movies because we don't have the facilities for this. You know what I mean? We don't have the facility for this whole team jumped a league. Our inspirational right. stories stop at winning. Right. It's like there's no Leicester. You know I mean? The closest thing we got to the Leicester story is like, wow, the Cavs are good for the first time and they're like, okay, for the right. first time in eight right. years. Right, like, yeah. Congrats. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh, Fred Van Vliet got a contract. Right. 100%. <laughs> and the Let's biggest, like, to your guys' point about guys, subbing a player out or, or moving the line, the biggest, like, holy shit, that was so cool thing was that um, – who used that play? The Suns? When they use that oh, rule yeah. to everyone's advantage where if you inbound it, it's not goaltending. Like, that's the yeah, most the thrilling use of a rule we've had in years. Like mm. – Let's Move switch the three-point line back. Yeah, exactly. Let's change it's time it to up. switch it up. There's so many good ones in this tweet thread, though. Is if it, referees had post-game press press conferences, you get a better product, regardless of the sport. What do you guys think of that one? I think I I just feel like people I, would just wanna, shit on them. I, I depends, on the ref, depends on the ref. Depends on the ref. Depends on the. I don't want the two-minute report. Let's do. Let's let's not have referees more involved. I want them less involved. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, the I one that people just before on... is no replays, no reviews of any kind in any sport. Like you That'd just it, that, the calls are made and that's it's. What about like a like, great the, highlight? Oh no no no! Like no like no like replays to like no challenges or anything to like change a, a call. I no, love I'm against challenges. that. But you can limit it to one. Sure. Like I just it, think or, it's just or it'd be like um uh when the coaches have the reviews or the challenges when they have the challenges they have a limited number of game. We could even just do that with reviews. The rest could be like, would you want to review it? And the coach would be like, yes or no. Not right. even a challenge of the call, just a review. So they could have mm. five a game, which is like cutting it down yeah. by 400% at this point. Right. <laughs> I just think it's so annoying when like over the course of the game, like a million times the team knocks the ball out of another player's yeah. hand and it gets called on the t- person who knocked it out. Then the last 30 seconds, it's like, oh, we pushed it. Then it went off the actual guy's finger. It's like, no, if we were just playing this game like it was normally happening the rest of the game, that would have been called. Like, it's so stupid. Right. Yeah. Something I've never understood about the referee play stuff is, like, why don't they just have somebody in New York always reviewing the plays so then when there is a replay, they literally just call the guy and he's like, oh, yeah, I've been looking at it for the last two minutes. It's a, it's, it's a foul. 
Let me like, tell you something. They need right. to go spend two minutes. You know what? Like, Here, here's the thing. Are you watching this run of Jeopardy? Are you watching Amy's run? Mm -hmm. But I do love Jeopardy. Are any of you guys watching Amy's run? Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. You guys, <laughs> what the fuck? Go, okay, Amy. Going off, yeah. Th this woman, Amy, has been on. She's made the most money, and I think been on the longest run ever for a woman on Jeopardy. She, yes, me, and my uncle watch her every fucking night. She's so smart. She knows sports. She knows Greek architecture. She knows Roman. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like literally yeah. she knows every single thing. And like every time there's a category where I'm like her brain physically cannot hold that much information, she gets it. So the scores, like sometimes let's say I'm doing something or whatever. We flip to a game. We flip back. Maybe we're in like four minutes too late from the start, right? Oh, someone just got traded. No, sorry. That's Arsenal. Um, it's already like 23,000 to like 4,000 <laughs> to 300. Like she's nuts. It's insane. She's Jeez. so good. Anyway, what they've done a couple times with her run, since she's so smart, she'll say an answer and it's like, mm, they don't count it in the in the live going of it. They'll give it to someone else. And then the refs will be like, or whoever is behind the screen, <laughs> the wizard. I, I want to think it's worse. He'll refs. say, you know what? Actually, Amy's answer was legit. An example last night, she said that an anchor goes into a tailspin and someone else said it went to a nosedive and nosedive was correct, but tailspin wasn't. And then later the wizard was like, actually, tailspin was correct. <laughs> so then they gave her the points, mm -hmm. right? Mm. Like what you're saying. It changed the momentum. Not last night because that was like literally 13,000 to 300 to like negative two. Right. But it's changed the momentum before. Am I saying I don't want her to win forever? No. Am I saying I want don't want a game? I don't know. I made too many double negatives. <laughs> I just want don't want the momentum to switch. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You guys have to watch Amy. She's so good. Uh, we got to get her on Spencer's. 7.30 yeah. Eastern. No, honestly. Just quiz her. I'm going to try. I feel like we probably could. Yeah. The, she loves uh, sports. It, the tweet was, what's the... What's your craziest sports take that you believe? What's the that goofiest it? sports take that you actually mm. believe in? That was real strange. What about this? Um, so I'm kind of like a total free thinker in, in designing an NBA court for my team. And I'm like going oh, like God. this, okay? The key is on the other side of the three-point line. I knew you were going to say that. I thought about that when you, said, <laughs> when, you said, when you said moving the key earlier. That's exactly what I thought of. What? Hold I'm on, hold on, hold on. So out. the basket. Yeah, I'm going to draw. So the basket. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you kill this three-point yes, fucking yes. fast. You can't be outside the three-point line for, 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 for more than, more three, than seconds. three seconds. The key okay. is between oh, half Oh, the half and, court and the three-point line. Yeah. I don't get, the so key so is Luke, right. draw the, the three-point line. You just no, draw, draw the same basketball court, but you fill in the space between... The this is three no, no, you don't, half change, time. don't change the way the key looks or the placement of it. Just the rule of the of the paint is like on the outside of the three point line instead of under the basket. Oh. The key is no longer square. The key looks got like uh, the court got looks it, exactly it. the way it looks yes. now. It's just, just the, the colors the three, are switched. from the three point line to half court is where it's colored. Mm -hmm. Got it. So okay. that's the area okay. where you can't stand for more than three seconds. The key looks like a sliced mushroom now and. 
it's on the outside of the three-point line and inside you're going you can to do ruin you spacing you're just going to eliminate yeah, spacing that's exactly what he said i'm going to change yes exactly Jordan. you're going to take exactly us back right. to 1992 <laughs> i know everyone's just going to be running riley is like so excited right now <laughs> no, no I, think this, you can, like I think he's doing this because it would actually help the warriors a lot because right because they is the, run around is the only high volume three-point shooter that doesn't just like stand around yeah so like it would actually be really beneficial for the warriors what about the key is just corners Oh my gosh, <laughs> Stop it. This is a different sport. This is of a different the court. sport. The key, the key is key? just corners, but it counts as six points. And it's one. <laughs> I mean, that is like similar to the rule that I've heard before. Wait, like how instead big? Of, instead of in the how corners, big in like the corner? What? The key is basically. <laughs> okay. So the key my brain is broken <laughs> right now. It's probably like this. a three foot by three foot area in the corner that you get six points if you make the shot, but you can only be there for one second, or, and there's a bunch of like trained snipers with like tasers. <laughs> okay. No, right. it has to be, it has to be two seconds. It has to be two seconds. Okay, because okay. To, no, to, to have, a, have a catch and release, it would have to be two seconds. Right, right, right. So there's you got, no like, way, Cor that's not Corey Kisberg just like, like, he's not dead, you know, like lethal. But well, just... actually, if you're going to do that, you should probably just extend the three seconds to that because they made that for a reason, as we discussed in one of our episodes. It would have to be three seconds. Right, okay, but okay. I, I think it would be fun. my head hurts. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, the real way to get rid of the corner Sketching is my passion. That people have proposed. It's just like, like the, instead of having it like pickle. go straight. It just right, extends just off be the like a big, So there is yeah. no corner through it, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of boxes you got there. I like that. I like that. I like this. I like this. I don't know. This is this is a fun game. Redesign the NBA court. My, I like my, the idea uh, of, of making more points. I was thinking about that because like everyone's like, oh, you should do a four point, blah, blah, blah. I like the idea of adding a potential higher point, but mm -hmm. I don't like it being a large area or like a threshold because it like the three point line is a threshold, right? You're like, right. From I think it should just be the, 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 the top of the, the circle where you do the I tip even off. don't think that because then you're just going to draw so many people there. The game is going to change in mm -hmm. a way that's not going to be fun. Right. And mm -hmm. that's what I want I'm people to be about... closer together so they can potentially fight. What about <laughs> if you read every player has to register a weak hand and a, and a strong hand and if you <laughs> score with your weak hand only, you get an extra point. It'd be like LeBron and Westbrook, like just lay and Kyrie, like layups, lefty layups for a lot of points. Yeah. Oh my! my we were my, we were watching the the Nets game last night. And we were like, how do we make this game interesting? We're like, the Bulls need to like to score a lot of points really quickly. What if there's a way to score like six point plays and you could involve? But there's also a kicked ball. And I was like, what if I actually think we should allow kicking, mm -hmm. kicking the, the ball? And if you okay. kick the ball in the basket, it gets six points. Now we're talking. Now we are cooking with gas, Jackson. There's a Can lot of imagine? like traveling, no. holding <laughs> type type issues with that. Another one that was really good that was football. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about this one. This one's great. I co-signed completely. Mm -hmm. No holding in football. Like you allowed just to hold hugging each other. You know how much that would free up. Yeah, it would totally free everything up. Be more fun. Offense has more access to everything. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, holding. Uh, yeah, holding. Man. The the there's a famous um, uh, tr tradition at Michigan called Mud Bowl, which is this like big frat football game that's played in the mud. It, it's like truly one of the more heinous and dangerous things I've ever seen. It was so sick, and uh, you it's football, two hand touch football on the person with the ball. 
but other than that there are no rules so basically you like hike and then the 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 running the wide receiver and the db really just fight each other wrestle yeah yeah like because you just like throw them into the mud and then you run and run your route and and catch the ball and um we could consider that this this reminds me of this (laughs) this reminds me of this really fucked up thing that my high school did i don't know if other high schools do this but like it was like that where it's like a a football game amongst the students like in like the mud because like it's washington it's just like kind of wet all the time Mm -hmm. but it was only it was just the girls it was just all the girls in the high school would come and play like tackle football like in the mud and all the guys would just like go and watch. Like in retrospect, like how fucked up is that? Like it's just like, very <laughs> Don't they call weird. that like powder puff powder or something? Puff, yeah. powder yes, puff. powder puff. I was like, I forgot what it's yeah. called. I didn't know if that was yeah. only my school either. We didn't have Everyone football. Did we didn't have small. it, but I had heard of it, yeah. Um, yeah. I know, okay, it, it, it was really bizarre. That's one of those like mid There's a lot of like, let's swap the gender, but when the girls do it, it's mud and they're naked. Like, <laughs> right. like every, and yeah. then they, with like, the guys, it was like, they why? got to wear pink. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. What is happening the here? Field, and they just like do normal football, but like yeah. the girls have to go, yeah. That was real like, um, have you guys, okay, core. I got a Kentucky story. Have you guys heard, this is actually a really fucked up story. There was, there's this, um, like Sadie Hawkins-esque tradition in this small town in Kentucky, but also um, I'm just sure this is like a lot of places, but they obviously took have taken it too far, where the girls do powder puff and then the guys wear the cheerleading uniforms. Mm-hmm. And they – there was like a huge scandal because they went to school and they were wearing like bras and thongs and like they were like wearing lingerie like the guys were – and they were like sitting on the teacher's laps. Like it was a huge. I wonder if I could even find it. That's I don't know. Cute. I heard them talking about it. They on just Chill went, went a little too far. But they that went, is what, what it normally happens is you the, the guys are the cheerleaders and the, mm-hmm. the girls play. Kentucky High School boys dress scantily. <laughs> yep, there we go. Parents react to man cool. pageant. <laughs> Man pageant. <laughs> yep. An investigation is underway pageant. after controversial photos from an event at Hazard High School. Hazard. <laughs> of course it's Hazard. Oh, yeah. I know Hazard. At Hazard High School are causing outrage. As part of home homecoming week activities, Tuesday was costume day and a man pageant was held. Multiple photos were posted and then taken down from the Hazard High School athletics page. They appear to show scantily clad students giving lap dances to faculty and staff. (laughs) Others showed female students dressed in Hooters costumes and students and staff appear to spank or paddle each other. Shut up. What? (laughs) Most sex positive school in in the world. Pictures of the event were posted on Hazard High School athletics Facebook page. Oh, my God. They're literally (laughs) spanking that. That's the best part of it. Many parents took to social media to address their frustrations. Frustrations. Quote, as a mother myself, I wouldn't want my son involved in such actions. One woman tells LEX18. Another woman says it's not a representation of what pageants are about and found it demeaning in many ways. Oh, gosh. <laughs> One person in the photo was Hazard High School principal Donald Happy Mo- Mobellini. He is also the mayor of Hazard. That checks out. Um... So I'm going to send fire. you guys these pictures. <laughs> so 
Oh my, yeah. Posting it on the athletics page is what is. It's yeah. That's really what's well, got to video. it happening at all is terrible, but also posting right. it on the athletics page. But yeah, because like weird shit happens at every high school. But like being like the school being like, this is actually dope. We're gonna post this <laughs> on the on the athletics page. Yeah, is, is the best part. It's nuts. There's been so many funny things that have happened since I've been here. This, the, I, this happened before I got. This happened like a month before I got there. I just sent the link. But anyway, yeah. Oh my god. Um, wait, let me see. Where are you? Oh, you I posted it. Literal paddling in photos. Oh my gosh. Huh. And the other teachers clapping? What yeah. is happening? Bizarre. Um, can we do a welcome go to welcome to Spencer so I can yes. screedaddle? Um sure. Yes, let's do welcome to Spencer's and then if you can into the welcome spencers do like a little bit of housekeeping like okay sub, you know subscribe to our youtube yeah. rate and review all that kind of stuff um yeah. thank you okay cool okay cool you got you guys are still you guys are we're rolling through all that right uh-huh. i wonder yep. if we'll use use that somewhere um <laughs> what should i say for it welcome to spencers um, a podcast where we would take Ooh. us for the next five years. Where we what? <laughs> Where we would take <laughs> each other for the next five years. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Instead of John Murray. Um, How Instead about welcome to Spencer's a podcast where we would never trade you for a Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets protected pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. <clears throat> Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we would never trade you for a Charlotte's Hornets protected first round pick. I'm Haley. This is Jordan, and we want you to subscribe to our YouTube page. And what other housekeeping? Harry also said, "Read the New York Times article about cigarettes," and this is propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to. We're not pushing Harry's pro cigarettes agenda. (laughs) No, we're not. Harry, do you even smoke? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm only I, well, clearly no. in the pocket of big tobacco. Yeah, clearly. I'm just I'm like, I don't exactly know how to explain it, but I am totally pro the New York Times writing an article about cigarettes being back. That <laughs> okay. whatever like that kind of that's my politics is that that's good. <laughs> um, okay. One of the wait. I'm yeah, sorry. we're not. Let gonna me go. read one quick thing from the cigarettes ad. Uh, the, the cigarettes. Um. Cigarettes, cigarettes ad. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just this said ra- it. This we're, fucking guy. We're having a very sexy, ethereal 1980s revival, and smoking is part of that. <laughs> okay. I will say when I watched Mad Men, like I didn't watch it on time. I binged it. I think when I was like 20 or something. Mm-hmm. Is that add up time wise? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think so. And I was watching it. And I was on season two, and I was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna start smoking cigarettes. Like this is so fucking cool. Right. And I would have, but no. I mean, health. smoking cigarettes is not cool, but but it looks really cool. Being it sad so cool. in New York and blasting a dart at like three p.m. is unbelievably cool. Here you go with the language again. I don't know how to like. What did you just say? The... Remember how he blasting a dart means smoking a cigarette? What's the other one? You were like twirling a rod blasting or something. Like something else is like smoking. Cranking a, a hoon. Crank. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I enjoy the physical act of like smoking a thing, but you, I just don't smoke cigarettes. So it's usually right, right. just like drugs. No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my I'm, lungs to. Cigarettes are bad, but they're, <sighs> but they're also good, if that makes sense. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm leaving. All right, okay, Fuck okay. yeah. Bye. Well, this is a podcast where cigarettes are bad, <laughs> no, but they're I'm cutting good. all of this. My, uh, the, the, all right. I think you this should keep it. My <laughs> only request is that you cut the... Spencer's is hosted by me and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, and Harry Krinsky. Our video producer is Jackson Safan. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard. And our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hey, this is Emily from Los Angeles, and with WNBA free agency starting, I guess at the end of this week, what's the wildest move you think is going to happen, or what's the prediction that we should be paying attention to? Love the Spencers. Bye.